Oh, welcome to the uh, legendary sports podcast. This is episode five. It is January. What's today? What's today's date, dude? February first. Uh, is it February first? What's? Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. Cool. February. It's February first, two thousand twenty. Wow. I'm way off. And uh, the Super Bowl's tomorrow, so we're, that's going to be our main topic. But I'll throw it to you if you want to kick it off with something else. Uh, well, first, uh, yeah, Kobe. I just want to do uh, rest in peace to Kobe and his daughter. Uh, everyone else, story. everyone else, everyone else in the crowd. Yeah. Baseball coach and his family. Nine, nine people they said were in the crash. Mhm. And it was. This is a sad time all around. This yeah. Community right now. Yeah, for sure. So so unexpected. Hi, Snala. My dog's being. My dog's begging for something. Hold on. Uh, oh yeah. Um. It, it was it was terrible. I mean, I didn't. I, I I wasn't. I won't pretend that I was like a huge Kobe fan, but it it hurt me, man. It, it was like I, I didn't expect, and I didn't really. Uh, I wasn't really. Um, I didn't know what to think the, the day it happened. I was just kind of in a shock state. And then the next day, it hit me that how sad that was, like how awful that was. And that's when it was really starting to bother me. But, uh. Well, uh, I saw the news on Twitter and I was like, oh, this is probably just fake. And then I saw TMZ posted it and TMZ. He's usually not wrong, so I was like, "Wow, this is tough." See, well, I, that's what I saw. I saw someone posted a screenshot of, of the TMZ article. That that's how I saw it, and it was this was like the first. I think it, I think it was uh, Bob Maneri that posted it. Literally, the guy that does the uh, the guy that does uh, the commentary voiceovers of of plays and they're, they're they're really funny and he posted it so i think people's immediate reaction i checked i went to check i immediately checked the comments and the and like the comments are all just like berating him so they're saying like dude that's not funny take this down delete this that's not funny at all it's, it's not something you joke about that they think he they think he it was fake and Cause, cause he is, uh, he he makes, fun, he makes fun, he he makes comedy stuff, and people thought, and I, that's why I, I was buying the comments. I was like, oh, this is a this is a really terrible joke. That's what I thought. And then I looked it up myself, and I was like, wow, okay, the article's real, and I still didn't want to believe it. After that, after even I saw the old, the real article. I was like, Team Z is probably Kobe's in the news right now because of what happened the night before. I was thinking they're just trying to get a big story that gets a bunch of clicks. 
And then it started getting posted around, like ABC News post uh, was uh, reporting it, and I was like, okay, wow, this is this might actually be real, and then it was confirmed. Yeah, I was just I saw I saw the TMZ article, and then I started uh, watching some ESPN, and they started talking about it, and then. And then they, and then they said his daughter was on the plane, and that that just made it a whole lot worse. Oh, uh, I, I was, I was actually getting ready just to go, because it was it was kind of a nice it was kind of a nice day out, and I was getting ready to go outside, and just I was getting ready to hit some baseballs in my backyard, just for fun, and I was like, and for something, something pushed me, something pushed me to check. Check Twitter real quick. Check the check the news. I, I literally check check out what's going on. I don't know why I stopped myself from doing that to check what was going on. For some reason, I just felt like there was something happening. I don't know. It was weird. And uh, so I sat down and I I probably just refresh, tried to refresh refresh Twitter for maybe like. Like almost an hour, I was just sitting there refreshing stuff while they were trying to figure it out. I think it was like 30, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that, where I was just sitting there just trying to figure stuff out. And it was trying to convince myself that it wasn't real when it was. And then, of course, all the NBA players have been grieving, and a, bu- a bunch of players have been changing their numbers from 8 and 24 to uh Kind what of is it? make it a kind of like yeah. tiring Kobe's numbers. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie being one of them. He he wore number eight, and he changed to what did he change to like six six or sixteen or something like that. Yeah, but before before I was even a Kobe fan, not, not that I was a big Kobe fan, but before I even like knew much about Kobe, n- number eight was my was my number that I used to wear. Yeah, all throughout, right. all throughout when I was uh, playing soccer, I used to wear number eight. So, so that was just my favorite number before I knew even really much about Kobe. Yeah. So I noticed you've always yeah you number eight was yours. So right. I mean yeah, it's just like it's, I, I spent I spent Sunday in shock, and I spent Monday kind of grieving over that I was it it hit me after my I, I went to a I, I had I had class on Monday morning right so I, I go I go out of my first class and I, I go I set up I go set up my truck after my first class I had a few because I had a few minutes in between the classes and I just sat I just sat there and just start I, I started crying I didn't think I would cause I, did, I was never I never looked up to Kobe like that but it all all the reality of it hit me all at once, and I just it, I was overtaken. I think Kobe might be the first Hall of Fame athlete that we grew up watching in our lifetime to have passed away, and that that's that's just something yeah. something tough to think about. And uh, I remember uh, a couple years back when Roy Holiday. Had that crash, and I was, and that upset me for like 
a day, and and now it's kind of over. But this is this Kobe has kind of lingered on. It lingered on for like three or four days. I, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with it now. I'm, I've, I don't want to use this cliche. It seems too strong, but I've come to I've come to peace with it now. But uh, that might but, those might those might not be the best words. I didn't really know him. I don't really. I didn't. Again, I wasn't. I wasn't a Kobe fan. I. I was more I was more on the side of a Kobe hater if I if I'm being honest with myself, but uh, it hit me hard. It's, it's, I know it just, I know it, it just yeah. goes to show that even even last night, which is a, a few days away, removed from what happened, Carmelo still didn't play last night because he was so still so broken up over it. And I, and I think another thing Kobe, was, and Kobe were good friends. Another thing with that story, uh, Kobe told Carmelo that he would be at that game, so that was another. That that yeah. got me last night. Finding out finding out that Kobe had promised Carmelo that he was going to be there. That that's that's why I can see Carmelo would be so shaken up about that. But yeah, if, if I'm the NBA. I would honestly retire both of his numbers because I would. Yeah, he, he, he was he was the face of the league for ten plus years from from when he came in to until LeBron came in. I mean, he two thousand two thousand ten pretty much. He made a, he made a worldwide impact, and he brought he made the NBA. He was one of the reasons, one of the major reasons, I should say, that the NBA became a global brand. I don't know if you, when you were, if you watched the game last night between the Trailblazers and Lakers, but uh, the announcer in that game, I, I'm blinking. Is it Mike Tirico? Uh, anyway, he was when he was uh, he was telling a story about when he was in Beijing for the 2008 Olympics, and he says that he got into a um, he was wearing a uh, in, uh, a pullover with just the NBA logo on it, right? And he gets into this cab in Beijing, and the cab driver doesn't doesn't speak hardly ten words of English, right? And he um, the cab driver points at his uh, pullover and says NBA, Kobe Bryant, and he he goes yes, that's the, that's the NBA and, that's, and Kobe Bryant. And the guy, and the guy, the cab driver goes, "Do you know Kobe Bryant?" And he goes, "Yes, I do know Kobe Bryant." And the cab driver started. 2008. The cab driver starts starts crying because he just met somebody that knows Kobe Bryant. Solely because he he met somebody that has talked to Kobe Bryant a few times, the cab driver starts crying. That that's how much of an impact that Kobe Bryant had worldwide. That that's just that blows my mind that just from meeting somebody that knows Kobe that a cab driver in Beijing, China would start break down crying just just from meeting someone that knows him. That 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 just shows you to show how much impact he had on the world. Yeah, like I said, the, the uh, really the first Hall of Fame talent. That we grew up watching yeah. that, that's passed away is just something tough to think about because 
Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it, it might be four or five, but Kobe's only one of four or five NBA MVPs ever who, who passed away. There's still uh, a bunch of there's still a bunch of them that are eight eighty in the eighties and nineties that yeah. still alive. So it, it was too soon. It was too soon for him. Too soon. He's forty one. Uh, thoughts go out to uh, his wife and his other kids. And yeah, all the other all, families too. Everyone in the Lakers organization is in the NBA. Right, yep. Well, uh, those Super Bowl smiles, we ought to, uh, yeah, move on to some lighter news. With the light, Super Bowl. Yeah, something more hard, lighthearted. It's, it's, it's probably about time we start getting past the Kobe Bryant news. You know, it's tomorrow will be a week, so. But, uh, Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, I've just got some allergies. But um, so Chiefs, Chiefs or Niners? Who, who, who you got? Because I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm still not 100% sold. I'm gonna convince myself as, as uh, we talked about it right now. So. Um. Definitely on the side of Kansas City. I, I did not. That's not, not what I said. But Patrick Mahomes, after I've seen what he can do, it doesn't matter what the score of the game is. He can just break off something out of nowhere and bam, right back in the game in five minutes. Yeah, I've definitely – oh, sorry, go ahead. After the Texan game, I just thought, oh, the Texans blew it. I think the Titans can still have a good chance to beat them, to beat the Chiefs. And then yeah. it was 10 nothing to the Titans. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I saw what Patrick Mahomes did right before the half. Yeah. Yeah. Turned them right down the field. And it looked like less than 30 seconds, honestly. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter what happens in the second half. There's no way Tennessee can win. He's he's just kind of one of the one of the better quarterbacks I've seen I've seen in my lifetime. Not the, maybe not the best, but he he definitely has I mean, a chance to be with the way he's playing. He's your point, a best quarterback in your lifetime. He's I think I think I think you'll agree on this. He's top three of our lifetime, and our with the the top three being Manning. Peyton Manning, Rodgers, and Mahomes. That would be my top three that I've seen in my lifetime. Are we saying in in terms of talent or talent? In terms of talent. 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 In terms of raw talent. Yeah. If we're going by talent, I might have to put Andrew Luck up there. Solely because his his career was plagued with injuries, and but when he was healthy, you he looked he looked kind of like a Hall of Famer. That's, that's not that's not a bad question. Who would you and you, uh, the quarterbacks you've watched in your lifetime by talent? Who would you, your top three be? 
because I think I would go Peyton, Aaron Rodgers, and Mahomes. This is that's just me personally. In in his peak, in his peak, Aaron Rodgers. But as a whole of the career, in terms of the most talented, I'd have to go Peyton Manning. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I mean, he'd be my, he'd be Rodgers, my number. And Rodgers hasn't done it. It hasn't done it as long as Peyton Manning did. Yeah, uh, well, here's one thing. Manning is my number one all time. Literally, all time. No, my, that's my number one. So, that's that's a, that's a different discussion for a different day. So, in well, case, we'll jump back to the Super Bowl. More 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 than just quarterbacks. Anyway, so, yeah, I've been leading, I've been leading Kansas City. Because I've, I've seen the reports of that uh, – Anonymous players and coaches and executives have come out and said, "Yeah, Kansas City is going to blow them out." Yes, yeah, well, the, the nine. I don't. All right, I'm gonna make the call now. I got, I got the Chiefs. I, I was up until this, like, up until right now. I thought, I thought you were gonna say the Forty ers <laughs> Hey, hush, hush. Sorry. <laughs> this is a this is a this is a professional show, dude. We we cannot have dogs barking in the background. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is a professional show. Oh my! Ah! Anyway, I mean, sorry about that. I, I do like a good defense, and the Forty Nine ers do have the be, the best defense in the league, but. Yeah, I, Kansas, I thought, I thought Kansas, Kansas City's defense is also pretty good. What what I was expecting to happen is that you would pick the 49ers and then you would make a really good point as to why they would win that would completely convince me. But that, that's what I expected to happen. I, I expected you just like outsmart me and then like convince me otherwise of my pick. So, uh, <laughs> but no, I think I guess we're both going Chiefs. Oh. You've decided to, to well, not go against me anymore. He's my main point for why I'm going with the Chiefs, other than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The Chiefs were able to stop the best running back in the NFL this season. Derrick Henry. Yeah, they found a way and to stop the running game, yes. San Francisco is a running team. And San yeah. Francisco is a defensive team. And the Chiefs have the best offense in the NFL. I mean, the so, Niners' run game is nothing to scoff at. They scored they scored thirty seven points by throwing with uh, Garoppolo throwing eight passes and completing and completing six of them, and they scored thirty seven. So it's like this is it's nothing to. Uh, that's also against that's, the the Packers who I, who I thought were a fraud all season, honestly. The Packers were the were the uh, were the Utah. They were they were the Utah of college football or of, of NFL football. The Utes. They were the frauds all season long. Aaron Aaron Rodgers didn't look invested, so I don't want I don't want to hear about the Forty Nineers putting up thirty seven on them. I mean, it's still they scored thirty plus points with, but while in two thousand twenty, while throwing. Eight passes, it's still incredible. I, I, see the, I, see, I see the score of this game going something like 
Kansas City, 28, maybe 31, to uh, maybe San Francisco, 21 to 24 range. I see, so, I see like higher. I see like 38 to 30, Kansas City. I think well, no I'm matter gonna, how, no, the Kansas City's going to find a way to score points, no matter how good the defense is. They're, I'm gonna, it might be too high, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold to it. I'm gonna hold a 38-30, something like that. Patrick Mahomes is just too unstoppable. It's too good. It, it, it's just scary to to see. It's, it's also awesome to see. How good is he gonna be when he reaches his prime? Because he's I mean, not in his prime yet. I mean, he should have been in the Super Bowl last year. If it wasn't yeah, if it wasn't the lining up offside, it would have been yeah, the I mean, last year. <laughs> and I think I think they would have won that game. Oh, they would have. Oh, easy. Wait, maybe not because they already played the Rams earlier that year. Anyway, that's a that's a discussion that not need to be had. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it would have been. It's well, he turns when he gets to like. 27, 28, 29 years old. How good is this dude going to be? He already has an MVP under his belt. He already has a Super Bowl appearance under his belt. It's just what – and he's, what, 24? I mean, he, he gets into he gets in his late 20s, early 30s, and he is going to terrorize the league. It's, it's going to be – it's going to be incredible to see. It's, this is the difference with – what I see between someone like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, who's going to win MVP this season, right? number one, Patrick Mahomes has shown he can do it in the playoffs. And number two, I don't want to call Lamar Jackson a gimmick, but their offense is a little bit gimmicky, and Patrick Mahomes is just more of a, do anything, yeah. Right. I see what you're saying. And that, that's that's the reason I think he's such a great talent is because he doesn't rely on one certain thing, like oh I'm a really good runner or oh I yeah can, I'm a really accurate passer or oh I'm a great leader. No, he has everything. He's he's literally all of it. He, he, he is the Madden created quarterback. He is who you create on your road to glory on your uh on your Madden career mode. Whatever 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 it's called now. I haven't played Madden in two years. So anyway, that's a, <laughs> that's an awful segue. Um I guess that's a professional show. Here we are. Alright, cool. Um yeah, he he is the perfect quarterback. He is the ideal quarterback. There's just some, there's one one flaw that I've noticed that he sometimes does. You know when he rolls out and he's going he throws like when he like throws like sixty yards off his back foot and it ends up being a little bit short. Which is throwing sixty yards off your back foot is incredible, but on those plays he usually has time to set his feet. That's that is the only flaw that I've noticed that he does sometimes. He'll 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 throw off his back foot. He'll throw it like 50 yards. 
but he has time. But on those plays, he would have time to set his feet. It's just like I'll prefer you. I'll prefer you set your feet and throw seventy yards than throw off your back foot and throw fifty, which is both are incredible throws. It's just you can get you can get twenty plus out of it if you set your feet, dude. That's that's it's, that's not even considering the circumstance. It's not even a bad flaw that he can throw fifty yards off his back foot. It's, all right, cool, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, get that. Get that. Of, course, of course, he had, of course he had an arm like that. He, he he was a great baseball player in his own right. Oh, I mean, the dude was throwing that. He was throwing off the mat. He was throwing ninety five as a seventeen year old. He was throwing MLB speeds off off the mound as a seventeen year old. The man has a his high school season. He had a he had no hitter with sixteen strikeouts in his senior season in high school. I, I don't. I don't know how. How uh, how a human being can be born with an arm with natural arm strength like that? Because that is that is not something that he worked on in the gym. That is natural arm strength. And of course, he he goes to the gym and works out, and he gets stronger. But to to have incredibly, you're born with. You are born with that when you play. When you play in T-ball and Pee-wee ball, and I, I had this too a little bit. I, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but I, I, I can speak from experience of having a naturally strong throwing arm. I, I was, there was one play that I had where I picked the ball up at the fence in, in Pee-wee ball and I threw it to home plate. You, you, this is okay. So at seven years old, I was in the gym working on my arm strength. No, at seven years old, Patrick Mahomes was not in the gym working on his arm strength. He was. This, he had a strong heart. I, I, of course, there's no video of it, but I'm sure when he was playing Pee Wee, he was throwing kids out at home plate from the front of the fence. It, it, I don't. I, I I can't fathom how being born with an arm that strong that with that long. I, I don't understand it. I don't. It's something to behold for real. Something special. We we are we are blessed to be born at a time at around the same time as Patrick Mahomes, so we can watch him play quarterback as we're adults. Uh, it is a blessing to be. We're going to be able to tell our grandkids about watching Pat Mahomes just make these incredible, unseen, never before seen throws that are just just. Out of this world, it, I'm kind. I'm kind of showing my man crush from Patrick Mahomes, and I love his voice too. It's awesome. Anyway, we'll move off of the, my man crush here, but what, you want to give some of your thoughts? Or you want to sit in silence a little bit longer, dude? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think he says it all. Great arm, uh, yeah. great arm I'm, strength. He's an accurate passer. Best quarterback in the league. He, he's got he's got Drew Brees accuracy with Jamarcus Russell arm strength. It, it's just what? How, how is this possible? And and with like Randall Cunningham, Randall Cunningham has the ability to throw on the run. It's just what? How how do you have all this in one package? Well, that's why that's why I see them winning the game tomorrow. 
unstoppable. And as good as the Niners defense is, and we got to give them credit, they have the best defense in football. I don't know if – I don't think their DBs have the speed to keep up with Tyreek Hill and Mikko Harmon. My guy, oh, Mikko Harmon. I get – Who I, I get – Who I – Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I guess I shouldn't mention Richard Sherman, who's been talking that talk. As, as, he, as he does. And that's, that's that's what you expect from Richard Sherman. Whether he backs it up or not, you still expect it from him. And because Darrell Reeves calls him out on Twitter and says, "Yo, you," he kind of said, "You're a fraud because you don't cover the best receiver all game, and you you, you play you play zone coverage sometimes." Darrell Reeves did the exact same as he as he got older. It's that's that's uh, and if he if he didn't do the exact same in games, he didn't do the exact same as Richard Sherman is doing now. That's what that's what older cornerbacks do. As they get slower, they start playing more zone. If Jerome Reeves played man as as a 35-year-old like he did, he got burnt all the time. Jerome Reeves needs to keep his mouth shut. He was great for four or five years. And then he got older, as cornerbacks do, and they get older, they play more zone. It's, that's that's natural progression of quarterback, or cornerbacks. And it's like Richard Sherman's up, up at four corner for any other player. He's not up there in age, but for a corner, he's up there in age. He's got to play more zone if he wants to keep up. He's just not as fast as he once was. You know, it's just simple logic, which is another reason he's not as fast as he once was. He can't even come close to keeping up with either Hill or Hardman. So I, I don't know. Who, I don't know who they're gonna have on. They're gonna have to. Gosh, you can't double both of them. So, what do you do for – you play deep safety all game and hope you have a chance? It's just – it's it's tough, man. When you match up with two the – way, two the, the, way, the way I would run it, I'd play uh, – um, obviously, depending on what type of formations the, the Chiefs are running, I'd play, I'd play zone. I'd run one QB spy, one one safety mid to deep, and hopefully whoever they're running that QB spy keeps Patrick Mahomes in check, and you just don't give them anything deep, and you're okay with giving them short to medium plays. Yeah. Uh, I'm running an engage eight. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, you got to keep – some deep safeties, but you gotta. But if you go too deep safety, then you then you're like, you've got a linebacker covering Travis Kelsey down short to intermediate. So that's that's a mismatch all game. If you if you go too deep safety, you can kind of keep Hill and Hardman and Watkins under control, but then Kelsey just goes nuts and the running backs out of the flat and all that. They go they go. Nuts if you get too deep safety. Because now they're messing up with linebackers. And then what do you do then? But that's mean, why it's, the, it's just it's that's mismatch. Why you got to keep you got to keep just one safety deep and then run zone through the rest. And if there's ever keep, a time, if there's ever a time when you see like Tyreek Hill start burning down the field, 
that safety's got to get over there. But what if, what if they, uh, you keep one deep safety, they send both Hardman and Hill deep. That puts the safety in a bind, and that leaves someone in one-on-one coverage with two, with two of the fastest receivers in football. And a guy who can get it to them as deep as they want. You know, it's just, it is imp- it's impossible to game plan for. There's, the best way is to try and get pressure on Mahomes. But then he escapes, he escapes pressure and all hell breaks loose. Now you've got no defense for what he's doing. He can run it himself or he can throw it halfway. He can throw it completely across the field to someone who's wide open. It's, it's what what do you do? How how do you get enough pressure on him? Or, you, or he doesn't escape it. I mean, and then you get enough pressure on him where he doesn't escape it, but then – if he throws it soon enough, you got someone who's open. It it, it it is impossible to game plan for. You just got to get lucky in a way. You got to be very skilled, which the 49ers are, but you've got you. It takes a lot of luck to beat this Chiefs offense. You know, the more the more players you blitz to get pressure on them, the less coverage you have deep or intermediate or short and something like that. It, it, it's impossible. All I'm saying sure. is you, you, you cannot just play simple man coverage. Oh, absolutely not. It's gonna be zone all game. You have to run so many you have to run zone blitzes are gonna be their key because you just you get pressure on them, you give them less time to find a hole in the zone. That's where that's where luck comes in. That's where you're just relying on his on his brain to not be as fast. Make a quick enough decision. Cause you blitz them, you run a zone blitz, there will be holes in your zone. If he finds them, so be it. But I, get, I think that would give you the best chance to, to where he doesn't find them. If he doesn't find them quick enough. And he can still, even then, he can still make a play outside the pocket. It's just it's ridiculous. But what the 49ers could do on offense to keep the is find finds ways to beat their beat the Chiefs run defense. The Packers I think we both agree they were frauds. I think they had a solid run defense this year. They were good on they were good against the run. I, I think I think that's a that's a factor of that team. That's what kept them that's how they won thirteen games. Fourteen games if you count Seattle in the playoffs. Was there it was them kind of shutting down the run and Making plays against the pass, and but the Niners found a way to exploit the run defense, just absolutely dominate the run defense. But By, the, uh, the, the, the so only you, way San Francisco is going to win this game is if Jimmy Garoppolo shows me something he hasn't shown me the rest of this season. He's because, he's got a. Yes, he hasn't done anything wrong at all this season, and no. when the team has needed him, he's made some good plays. But he hasn't done anything near enough to show me, okay, he's, I'm gonna be able to, I'm gonna be able to do something to get past the Kansas City defense and keep up with Patrick Mahomes. Right, and he's got to, um, he's got to, uh, he's got to take a. We'll take a we'll take a game a play out of the Chinese playbook and take a great leap forward. But 
not kill half the population of San Francisco in the process, as the Chinese did anyway. Anyway, it's another lighthearted topic. This is professional show again. Um, but, yeah, for sure, he's got to make a step forward. And I think I – mean, I mean, hell, he's, he's only, he hasn't even thrown for 200 yards through two games in the playoffs. He's got to um, – I'm not going to cut it. He's got to uh, – the Niners got, have got to control the clock. That's going to that's be one of their game plans is to control control, control the clock. Nala Hush, sorry, again. My dad just pulled up in the driveway, so she's like – she's going nuts. Anyway, so, like, you've got to find a way to keep that Chiefs offense off the field. That, that's, that's become a common theme all across football, especially in, like – that was what people said the Clint, that Clemson should do against LSU. Run the ball, keep LSU's offense off the field. Did it work? No. So it's it's, a, it's not an easy task to do. Because Kansas City has shown that they can stop the run game. So if they do that, if Kansas City stops the run game, the ball game's over. If the 49ers can't get a run game going, the game's over. That's 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 that. We'll have to we'll have to see what Tevin Coleman's gonna do. He's he's supposedly gonna play. Whether he'll be a hundred percent, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, man went from I mean, being a fraud in Atlanta to going to the Super Bowl. I'm not mad. He was, he was never a fraud in Atlanta. That's that's not that's not true at all. If you saw, if you watched him play like I did, nah, he was really good. We should have kept him over uh, Freeman. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Garoppolo's not going to carry the 49ers victory. Let's just put that out there. I think he's a good, he's a good quarterback, I think. In the, in the right, in the right system, he is, he can be pretty good. But also throwing eight passes is not going to get, is not going to win you a Super Bowl. Uh, it, it's not. I mean, maybe, maybe, it, it, I mean, it did last year, maybe, but, but, uh, no. You've got to – they have got to find a way to control the clock, keep the Chiefs' offense off the field, and that's that's their, that's their path to winning. And um, sack, sack Mahomes a couple times. Force a turnover on defense. That's, that's the way they're going to win. The Chiefs find a way like you did against the Titans and stop the run game. And um, – don't change anything on your offense. Do literally do nothing different from what you have all the last two seasons on your offense. Literally change nothing on your offense because it's going to get you points no matter what. Well, Kansas City. Yeah, I got I got Kansas City. But uh, so, uh, I guess another uh, small story: the uh, moving to the NBA. The all star all star reserves were released. Um, Devin Booker was robbed. That's, that's all I have to say about that. He was absolutely robbed, without without a doubt. I mean, and you can't you can't say it was because it, it was because the team wins and team success because they gave Trey Young a starting spot. If it, they they based it off of Trey Young's stats. I mean, if so we're should be Devin, based Devin Booker's we're putting too. Devin Booker in, who are you taking out in the West? 
Uh, he was compared mostly to Chris Paul, who had they had similar numbers across the board besides points, which I, Devin I, Booker was averaging ten more points than Chris Paul. I put them in over Chris Paul, Brendan Ingram, and honestly, I put them in over Russell Westbrook. I think I think out of those out of those three, most of all, I would have them over Chris Paul though, because their numbers, like I said, their numbers besides points were very similar. But in points, it was seventeen to twenty-seven. Like, yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I definitely, I definitely think he deserved the spot. Yeah, for, he was, he was absolutely robbed of that, and he was rightfully, rightfully, rightfully mad about it. And uh, another thing about the All Star Game, uh, you, you may have heard this: uh, it's changing the format for the game. Uh, I guess it's just I guess it's just the one time the one time thing. They're doing uh, yeah. Reset the, I reset the scores after the quarters, and then first team to get the to score twenty four in the fourth quarter wins. Basically, I think is how it's going. I didn't understand it, but that your your explanation was pretty good. I didn't when I read it. I read it. I didn't understand it. I was like, that's Wait, that's, that's cool and all, but why? I, I mean, it just I, seems I, odd. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd like that they doing it to kind of honor Kobe, but there there's better ways to honor him. That it's just really weird. It, it seems really not, forced to me. It seems forced. Like they they not, they, they, they were trying to they were trying to, to they were trying to think of something and they just like that was the first idea they had, and they're like, all right, we'll go with that. We'll run with that. It's perfect. And it's it, yeah, it's it's nice and all, but. That's not. I don't think that's a great idea. That's that doesn't seem like. That's just seems really. It's just really weird. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just the NBA All Star Game. It's it's kind of weird anyway. But you know. I do like that they're uh, wearing the jerseys though. They're wearing twenty four and two for Kobe and Gigi. That's really cool though. That's that's what they got right. The game format they got it wrong. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, they they forced that. <laughs> anyway, honestly, all I ever look for during the All Star Weekend is the dunk contest. Yeah, all right, dunk contest and three point shootout. And, and the, I like the skills competition a lot. I, I like it a lot. It's fun. I'm, I'm hoping they get to see John Morant in the dunk contest this year. Oh wow! Yeah, hopefully. I was hoping to see Zion, but I'm thinking they're gonna the Pelicans would keep him out of that. They would they would they wouldn't let him play in the dunk contest after his injury. Yeah, I don't see him doing it. I love Morant, but man, he has got to stop having these Derrick Rose landings. He is landing like Derrick Rose was. It's it's scary. See his landings and his dunks and layups. He is. He's not he's not landing properly like he, he should be. It's just man, we've seen this before. We've seen this movie before. If not, we don't need another horrible knee injury out of a young superstar. We don't. Well, I agree with that. Someone, someone pointed that. Someone pointed that. Rookie go down. Yeah, we don't need it. It's just let's 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 use Derrick Rose. That's how Derrick Rose got hurt all those times. They were his landing, his his landings were not followed on his dunks and layups. And John Morant's 
seeming to do, starting to do some of the same, some of the same things. He just needs to learn how to come down easily. And it's it's, it's easier said than done. All right, easier, harder said than wait, easier said than done. Wow, I'm stupid. Professional show, everybody. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, someone pointed out an Instagram comment on one of his on one of his highlight videos and said that he was he said. He's he's all he's awesome. He's playing great. He's probably gonna be rookie of the year, but man, he's got to watch out for that for his knees on his landing. That I'm going on too much of a rant about that, but but uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Because we're kind of already already at like the 45 minute mark here. It was a quick 45 minutes. Jeez. Um. <clears throat> uh, I don't think there's much. Nothing. Going on nothing. In news and. Oh, oh um, right now, unless you have anything. I was, I mentioned, I mentioned you in text yesterday about I wanted you to come up with some questions. If we, now we are kind of at a good time to stop. But I want to get, we're going to start, we got to start coming up with questions for each other and getting our thoughts on just not, not even current topics, but just kind of off the wall topics. So I want to, I want to ask. What is your since your your number one sport is basketball, correct? That's I I'd say I know the most about basketball over and for 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 me for, so our number one is basketball and baseball. Whereas we we may we might talk about football the most. We're gonna talk about football a lot less yeah, once, in the once, upcoming months. But yeah, once it hits the off once season, once they're down. once we get deep into NBA season, I want and we'll. Obviously, right now it's the end of football season, so like it's the championships, it's the national championship, the Super Bowl playoffs. We've been talking a lot about football, so so I'm my number one sports baseball. I know most about baseball. You know most about basketball, and I think that would put football both are number twos with each baseball and basketball being flipped at number three for us. Like it's kind of it's kind of weird, but I wanted to, I wanted to get I've never asked you this before, and I wanted to, your genuine answer. What is it you like most about basketball? The most about basketball, yeah. Um, over foot, over football. I just no, no, no. Not even over football. Not not comparing to another sport. What is it you like well, most about basketball? The the thing I like about the the NBA in general is just that the reason I like it. The league more is just in general. There's less, there's less drama. It seems like there's less drama talking about the players, like suspensions and just right, just stupid things going on with the league. Whereas right. when you talk about the NBA, people are more talking about what happened in the game or who's. It's more of a discussion of who's better, like who's the best all time. Or uh-huh. who, who would win in this era? And I think that's, a, that's another reason that I like it more is because obviously you can't compare eras in any sport, but I think a lot more than football you can compare in basketball because I would agree with that. I think someone like, I don't know, Sammy Ba or in football, if you, if you threw them in today's 
NFL. I hate to say it, I think he he wouldn't be worthless, but he wouldn't be be much at all. But if you threw someone like Bill Russell into the day's NBA, he'd, he'd still be he'd still be banging it, of course. I think it's a lot easier to look at overall. Oh, you can see you can still see Bill, Bill Russell today being like a like a like a fourteen and ten player at center. Or is that yeah, is that too little? Yeah, he'd still he'd still be a great player in the day's NBA. He'd be he'd be like a fish out of the water. He would be definitely like an Andre Drummond type player, just kind of like not in the right era. No, obviously, obviously he wouldn't be in the right era. But like, whereas Drummond seems like he's he's really good. He gets really good production, but he's just he's not this era of center, which is and, the same. And for, one, yeah. one other quick thing, while yeah, in the NBA picked up more in the past few years, but still mm-hmm. nowhere near as bad as in the NFL. Just looking at replays and. Controversial oh calls and the referees. That, that's one of the things I hate the most about the NFL. Is how all, bad the referees. Is, is it a catch? Is it not a catch? Yeah. Change the catch rule every other year. Yeah. Is it holding? Is it pass interference? Was he actually offside? Everything is just. In the right. NBA, in the NBA, there's only a few, a few, a few calls that you can argue against. And right, obviously, the referee isn't amazing in the NBA, but I think it's better than in the NFL. Right, and baseball is the same problem. Like guys like Angel Hernandez who can't tell the difference between a outside ball and an inside strike. So <clears throat> exactly, and, doesn't even and, know what the plate that. And, and uh, one one final thing I'll say is. When it comes to the playoffs, obviously you can't do a seven-game series in football, but I think a seven-game series is a lot more fair than having one game to decide if you're out of the playoffs or not. Right. Because it gives a lot more strategy. And really, as a fan, you just get to watch more games. And I like watching games. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's true. You. I don't see I don't see football or anything like that ever expanding to a series, but and you know, all people are gonna want to say, oh, the dynasties, the time of the Brown versus the Warriors, which is bad for the NBA. But I know everyone watched them. It was some of the highest rated finals. It was in, in a lot in a long time. I know people were watching them. I, I know people hated them, but yeah. One of the two greatest players of all time, against the best team of all time. Yeah. When else? When else are we gonna get that? We're not gonna get that in football. Right. So I don't know if you uh, had something to throw at me, but uh, that's that's that was one of my top ones. I want to get to you. And I've got a few others that we'll get to a, another episode because we're trying to close in on an hour mark around here. I mean, I, I guess if you want to go uh, quickly on uh, baseball, is your number one really quick? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I like about it. First, you see, you see, the NBA. We're not kind of on the NBA. It is a superstar-driven league, and 
you can win a championship with just, like, as you see the Lakers, with just two superstars and role players. I like is to win win a championship in baseball and win the World Series. You have to have a complete team everywhere. You have to have good. You have to be solid at every position, at every position group: infield, outfield, pitching, bullpen. You have to be you have to be solid everywhere. You see it with the Angels. You can't just have. You can't just have like in. in take the 2007 Cavs for example. You had one superstar and everybody else, a bunch of scrubs. Take the Angels for example. Up until now, now they have Rendon, they're going to be better. But you had Mike Trout, inarguable the best player in baseball, and then a bunch of a bunch of scrubs, and they never made the playoffs. I think that's what I like about it. It's more uh, overall team oriented. You have to have it overall. You have to be good everywhere. You can't have you can you can. There's very you're very limited on how many weak spots you can have to be a championship contender. I think that's that's another thing that draws me to it and. Just the, I, I, feel like, uh, I can agree on that for sure. Just the um, – I think you, you brought different players in different eras. I think players in different eras, having the, if you brought them into the same era, it's a lot more transferable. If you bring hit, – hitters are going to be good at hitting baseball no matter what. Good hitters – Hank Aaron would be would be a 300 hitter in today, just as he was in the 60s. It, it, that that doesn't change. Hitting a baseball, Michael Jordan said it. Hitting a baseball is the most difficult thing to do in sports. And uh, that it, it's just the, the history behind the game, the the beauty behind the game, and just how it's. You know, people say, "Oh, it's not it's not fast paced. You're not." It's not high fly, a high flying sport. Whoa, it is it, 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 that, that was that was going to be what I was going to say to you. I, I, I don't want to sound necessarily like a like a millennial because I do I do love baseball, of course, but yeah, it's, it, I, 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 it's there's not as much athletic requirement. There's not as much as 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 athletic requirement as there is in basketball, football, but that's the not games the are a bit slow paced. That's that, yeah, that's not. That's not the point of it. That's not what. And people say oh, it's not a sport because it's not it's not fast. It's just you sound stupid. It is. It's slower paced because of the difficulty of it, because of the the mental aspect of it. You are, you're thinking at a hundred miles per second. When when you're when you're playing and you if you're on that mound. And you're you're trying to think. What 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 would as a batter, what would I expect to see? And you try to think of the opposite of what you – and you, it is a mind game as much as – as, even more so than it is a physical game. And, of course, well, the, well, the great – we all just get buzzers and put them under our jerseys and we won't have to think at all? That, that, that's, that's what – on the last episode, that's why we went on that long rant about how much I hated the Astros doing that. It ruined the integrity of, of the whole point of – a baseball with being difficult to hit is you don't know what's what's going to come. You don't you don't know what to expect, and you almost never do. You might think yeah, a it, it, you might it's not a, you might you might yeah, think a three one count warrants you getting an autom- You might think three and one that's automatically a fastball, right? No, it's not. It, it, you should you should never know what to expect. That's not 
that is absolutely one of the most unfair advantages I've ever heard. Is that you know what, whether it's a basketball or a breaking ball, you just got to judge where it's at. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making this as a not towards baseball or anything. It's, it's just, not, but it, it's just, I would, I would say, it's easier, easier to cheat in baseball than some other sports like basketball per se, because someone like LeBron in basketball, he already, he already knows every single play possible. He, he's just so. Sm- like naturally smart about the game, so when he sees someone calling the play for the other team, he, he's mm-hmm. going out telling his players what they're going to do. Whereas in baseball, you can do things like like the Astros did. And this is one of my favorite stories. I think it was Lou Gehrig. Someone told a story about Lou Gehrig was sitting sitting at lunch with a couple people and another another guy. Who was with him reported, or not reported, but told the sto- told the story of how he was talking to somebody, one of his, I guess, one of his friends. And the guy was saying, "I don't really care for baseball. It, it seems it's not." It, and, and I almost said Ty Cobb, but this was Blue Garrett. I believe it was Blue Garrett. I could, I could be absolutely wrong, but I know this is this is a story about an old time baseball player. And he goes, oh, "That's all right that you don't like baseball. It's more of a thinking man sport anyway." Basically called the guy stupid for not liking baseball. I thought I always thought it was funny, but it is a it is a thinking it is a thinking man sport. You have you are constantly thinking about all right, what do I do with the ball to me? What what am I what and some of it's second nature becomes second nature of the longer you play, but hitting and pitching is never something you learn as second nature. You you never know what to expect. And that's that's what I love about it. That you just never know what can happen. And it's, again, it's the fact that you have to you have to build an entire a full team of solid players. You have to be really good everywhere to win a championship. It's just something I I like a lot more than just having one or two superstars. Which is I I, I like that. I love basketball. I love the NBA. I love watching the Lakers play. I love, I really enjoy watching LeBron and Anthony Davis last night. But man, it's just it's just to me it's more. It's team oriented. It's about it's about the team, the full team more. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I like about I, it. I like. Hey, it, I I definitely agree with that. I I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, it, yeah. And I, I know most people most people do would agree it's more team oriented. And some people some people prefer the superstar oriented game, and I'm fine with that. I'm what I'm well, not fine with is when people say baseball's not a sport. That's what gets me. That's what gets me going. That that. That sets me off, but if you don't like baseball, it's fine. If you if you, it's when you it's when you it's when people say that's not sports where it gets me mad. If they don't like it, whatever. I don't I don't I I don't care much for, I don't care much for, much for soccer. I'm not gonna sit here and say and tell you that's not a sport. You know. Anyway, that's that's all I've got on that. Is well, I think really really quickly, I'll just make a quick shout out to anyone out there who's. Uh, Still out there. I don't, I don't know if any of these people exist, but people who watch the NHL. Yeah, I heard the rumor that some people still watch hockey. So I don't know. Really I, 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 I won't watch. The, I won't watch the regular though. season. I won't watch the regular season, but I will watch a little bit of the Stanley Cup. That because is just that is a straight nap time for me. I'm sorry, yeah, for all it, hockey fans. I'm, I'm going to say it now. I could never do what you do. I can hardly stand up on some 
skates. And even well, I even more, I just can't, I just can't watch it. Even, even more, even more so. I used to growing, growing up. And I, I don't know if you had the same experience. We're growing up in the south. This is, in the south, NASCAR is really big. It's not, not nearly as big as it was. Oh, don't get but me when, started when, when, when on we, NASCAR. When we were kids, I loved, I loved NASCAR. I've got like a full like set of like forty-two NASCAR cars. Like I loved NASCAR as a little kid, but. I, I I can't watch it now. I, I haven't watched it in probably five, six, seven years, or even more, even more so than that. I used to watch. Me and my dad used to watch full races. Like we used to watch the entire Daytona 500. But it's just like, oh man, it's a snooze fest. It's so they change they change the rules. They change the rules. You can't go like a quote about NASCAR that I heard is, I'm a big fan of NASCAR, but only for the last ten laps. That that's that's why that's I watch like the last ten. Five or ten of Daytona, and, it's a, and that's a cool race. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. That's always it's not that, that. It's not that, that. Those are the only laps that matter. No. But it kind of is. And here's the, you have these. They have these, like a bunch of new rules that I've recently found out about. That you can't go like four wide anymore. You've got to stay behind people and only pass them at certain points. It's like what? What, what kind of race is this? Now that now it's like split into different periods, and they stop the race. It's like why it should be continuous, but yeah, but and then and then, and then they've got like the mile long tracks where the race is like there's there's no one with, there's no one that's even close to anybody no no one's even close to passing you by it's just like everybody's all completely spread out and there's like no race going there's no passing happening it's just like come on this is this is no fun this is no fun to watch I I don't I want to see people pass somebody and almost come close to wrecking or even wreck it's just that's what's cool about it the close passes the close the close finishes is just the the middle of the race. It's just like everybody's all spread out and there's no one close. It's just like this is this is boring. This is awful. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But I don't I don't watch regular season hockey, but I will I will catch a couple. I, and I won't watch full playoff games either of hockey, but I'll I'll, I'll sit and watch some playoff hockey because it's it's fast paced. It's it's fast action, dude. Playoff hockey. So playoff hockey is pretty. Play, playoff hockey is cool, and especially the Stanley Cup. It's cool. It's fun. But now I, I won't watch soccer hardly at all. I watch, I watch a, like a part of like the end of a World Cup final. Maybe that, that's about it. I, I can't watch that. But I think that's that might. We were, this is probably gonna be our by a good chunk our longest episode. We're at, okay. We're above an hour, so I think we should go ahead and wrap it up. Wrap it up here. So yeah, um, this was this was a good episode. I think we talked about a lot. We got a lot of. A lot of our chest, a lot of a lot to say. We had a lot to say today, and it was good. But uh, yeah, this was episode five. We'll come back soon with a Super Bowl recap, probably. Probably next. See if we can get that out next week. Uh, and then it'll be uh, main focus will be the NBA. Coming into the second me. half of the NBA season, uh, maybe, maybe try and do some more. Uh, We'll, we'll have to come with a lot of like questions for in here. Some some more more discussion based questions, yeah, and stuff like that. We'll come up with some questions the, for each other. Yeah, once the off season starts coming in, because right now we're like action. we're like midway through the NBA season, and there's no there is no other sport. Maybe we could do XFL. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't we'll have to see a hundred in it. We can give our because those games yeah, will be starting is. up. The AAF had good. The, it was the AAF had good football. So we'll see how the XFL. Excuse me, but uh, yeah. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up.
So uh, see ya.